Good morning. Thank you for listening to Otaku Beef. I am Zid Ra. Z-I-D-R-A-W-V. And it is 6.41 in the morning. I am getting ready to go to the gym. And, you know, I thought I would take a couple of minutes and just sort of address something that is never addressed when it comes to uh, our culture, the anime, freak, geek, nerd, weeb, new show every week culture, and that's exercise, that word. Now, I feel like it's important to comment on for the simple fact of health and the, the, the psychological benefits. That's the thing, that's, that's really the key. When I was, I want to say I had like a couple of years, like my junior and senior high school, where I was just like crazy out of shape, like crazy out of shape. Every day after school, I would gather my $5 or whatever I had, and I would go through McDonald's, and I would get myself some sort of meal or dollar sandwich or whatever they had available and uh, and that's what I had and I would do that I would do that all the time every day I didn't exercise and I, it, it shows you, not only is it that you just don't look great but the true the true demon is how you feel so I can't honestly say that I like exercise, like the generic term of exercise, because it's not, it's not fun. I don't like getting up early. I don't like going to the gym. When I'm there, the activity of just working out, it's not like it's fun. I, I use headphones. I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of music. Uh, I listen to my motivational podcast, my business podcast in the morning times, anything to keep my mind preoccupied during the workout. But I, I go at least four times a week. And I'm telling you, the state of mind from just those workouts, it's astounding. It's astounding. You feel like a different human being. And here's the kicker. Um, I don't know how it is from the female perspective in terms of what feels better in the long term. Uh, I'm going to assume it's the same thing from the male perspective. But when I started actually lifting weights that were heavy, the whole sense of, "Ah, I don't want to get bulky, so I'll just do the same weights and I'll do body weight. Like I used to do all this body weight workouts, push-ups, pull-ups and everything. And I, I just figured that was enough and it was fine but it just doesn't compare to actually trying to lift something that's kind of heavy and that type of stuff it's like you're you feel like a different human being you feel more calm settled relaxed so I definitely wanted to share share some of that and in addition to that I'm starting a 21 day contest where we're doing like a (laughs) an ab contest to see in uh, in this three weeks time 
who's gonna have the better abs and we're just gonna make it a fun competition because doing the workouts it's no fun but you know give yourself a little incentive and it can be a little bit of a, a little bit of a game so now I'm going to go into strict eating mode which is basically um, ketogenic you replace the carbohydrates with high quality fats like avocado so your body starts using fat for fuel then you start burning that fat um, so forth and so on you know intermittent fasting little easy stuff where it's you think it's hard but it's not it's just about developing that habit but I just want all my people to be healthy and feeling good uh, because it helps you to have a clear state of mind to be able to f be settled and focused in your seats all day trust me give it a shot I hate it but I do it anyway because I love you guys peace what up what up what up this is post-workout zid raw showered shaved cleaned up heading over to my job i hope everybody is having a fantastic day and if you're having a rough morning or a tough go of it i hope it picks up because you know you got to take a couple of seconds and enjoy the moment that's happening right now and it's hard to it's very very hard to when so many things that you don't want to do that you don't want to deal with are keeping you from the things that you do want to do so I hope that you get a little bit of extra time you get some some praise you get some props you get whatever it is that you need to make your day just that much brighter so I was thinking about something about way back in the day <laughs> way back way back in the in the in the good old days no in the bad old days when I was a little bit younger my dad had he had seen um, Vin Diesel on uh, I think it was Jay Leno and Vin Diesel was talking about how he used to play Dungeons and Dragons and he would make up character names and he'd be in the basement and he'd be shouting and talking about how his character was the great barbarian and he'd do the voices and he'd get up and he's like Rah! and all the stuff and my dad was like huh so I saw, and he told me, my dad was like, yeah, so I saw Vin Diesel, um, <laughs> I saw Vin Diesel doing this stuff, and then I looked over at you and your anime stuff, I was like, I guess this anime stuff's not so bad, because Vin Diesel was doing it, and Vin Diesel's rich and successful, uh, he's a cool, tough guy, blah, 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 blah. Now, it's very funny hearing that now, um, because, like, my dad is also a huge a huge nerd i mean he was a cool nerd like he was crazy into science fiction he had a comic book collection way back when which he left to his brothers who didn't take care of him so that super priceless collection that he used to have is now long gone but, but um he was also like co-captain of the track team uh captain of his um, uh, quartet, uh, jazz quartet, like he did a lot of cool shit. So I think what my dad was saying is that he knows what it's like to be different and to be picked on, even if you are a cool guy. It's not the fact that you're not stereotypical cool, it's, it's the fact that you're doing something that's considered not cool. 
so people mess with you. And him seeing Vin Diesel being loved and recognized for doing his nerdy shit almost said like, okay, cool. See, yeah, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right with uh, with the stuff that you like. And it's just this interesting concept because we do that all the time in our society is we, things become, <clears throat> things become accept- acceptable when people of a certain status deem them as acceptable. When Oprah says this book is an amazing book, it's life-changing, the writing is is amazing, everyone should read it. Hey, Oprah, Oprah said it. She is the influencer, she is the decider. She knows what's good. And we as a collective have decided that she knows. Like at first, it's why should we listen to you? But then when we are listening to you, it's like why shouldn't we listen to you? That status, man, it's so fascinating to me how when we see a celebrity do something, we all do that same thing. So I remember when I think it was Karuche posted an image on Instagram for a new drink. And uh, my girl was like, hey, I want to try this drink on, at Starbucks. I was like, you want to try a new drink? You never get a new drink. She's like, yeah, I want to try it. And so it was some like pink something. But then she was like, yeah, I saw uh, Karuche posted it on her Instagram and it was really good. I wanted to try it. It's that need for that influencer or that cool person to give the go ahead. So I'm super, super hyper aware about there are certain people whom are just game changers when because they hold a lot of sway because people trust their opinion and that's neither good nor bad here nor there it doesn't matter if someone trusts the opinion of Kylie Jenner over um, Frank Lloyd Wright it doesn't matter it's the fact that people trust their opinion uh, I, I find it crazy that people are hypercritical of people because of how they got famous when we all know if we were in that same situation, I probably wouldn't be that much better if I had the same parenting, the same upbringing, the same environment. So that being said, I'm so just, I'm so curious about how to tap into the status of the individual. And this is not even my, um, my own thing. It's, it's, it's a couple of things that I've seen very interesting how people are kind of riding the waves of the status individual. So I have a couple of plans. Um, one of them is doing work for, for people. I'm, as a lot of, you know, I'm an aspiring rapper an aspiring otaku and an aspiring human being. So I really want my music and my, my name to be kind of associated with the anime culture uh, in some way or some form. And in the short term, I'm just trying to put out some quality stuff. So recently I've been putting out a lot of music working on that, but how can I get the right people to associate and listen to my stuff? Well, if 
I'm going to try to get the uh, the anime fans. I need I need people that have that anime cachet on my side. So I've been doing some work for uh, a couple of cosplay cosplay girls, and everybody wants to take their picture and everything. But I've been making music for some of them, and I I, I haven't I kind of like just started, meaning that. I'm making the music for them for whatever videos, posing videos, model videos, DIY videos, and I'm tailoring it specific for them so that eventually I can be the guy whose music can be used for those cosplay videos. Every, all of them are different. They all want their own thing, but at the same time, I feel like I feel like there's a lot kind of that can be done in order to, uh, there's a lot that can be done in order to kind of, in order to kind of get, uh, sorry, I feel like there's a lot that can be done in order to kind of get in the realm that I'm trying to get to. Too many times... Too many times people say, hey, I want you to listen to, I want you to listen to my music, or hey, I want you to read my book, or hey, I want you to whatever, whatever, whatever. And so many people do not get the feedback. They just don't get it. They don't get what they actually are wanting in terms of the looks, listens, all that stuff. Yet some people do. How are they doing it? They're not just doing the, like, Everyone says, get on Twitter, tweet all the time, and then people will pay attention. But that's not true. I've seen people that have thousands of tweets, and they don't have any followers. They don't have people that are actually reading their tweets. Maybe they'll have a thousand. There is a way to do it. There's a specific, like, method. So, one guy I saw, brilliant strategy, which I'm, I'm going to copy, uh, because the marketing behind it, it's just fascinating. He, what he does is he made a clip where it's like a clip of a couple of different animes, like 40 seconds. And then he removes the sound and he puts his own music underneath. And then whenever a, whenever a uh, famous rapper tweets something, he just replies with that video clip. And then people will click on it because of the anime. And then they listen. And because the music's good, they're like, yo, this is dope. And he's like, great. Follow me here. Genius. Hey, thanks for listening to Otaku Beef. I'm Zid Raw, Z-I-D-R-A-V-V. And I love everybody. I hope you guys are having a great day. I want to talk about this SNES classic and how <laughs> if you can get one, you need to get it and you need to sell it. You need to get it and you need to sell it nostalgia is humongous it's one of the biggest currencies on earth if you give people a glimpse of something that they remembered fondly and then repackage it and then give it to them now that they have money like nintendo's fucking genius at this they know that they had everybody's attention who is now 30 years old plus who remembers fondly playing the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. Like, we remember when we were little, 
and someone had a Super Nintendo, or in my case, Super Nintendo, a Genesis, um, a PlayStation, all those consoles. And we remember fondly, just desperate. Oh man, I gotta play. I remember going to, um, you know how they'll have like uh, uh, an Xbox One console kind of set up in um, Walmart and you can kind of play a little bit one of the games. I remember it was like a huge deal how my, my big brother, he was telling me that our mom was doing something. I think she was just in Target. And then he got to play the new this new game for the Super Nintendo called Mario Kart. And we didn't have a Super Nintendo. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, it was the best game ever. You got to drive like go-karts. And I was like, this is crazy. And then when I finally got to play it, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. It captivates the imagination and the magic that we still believe in as children and puts it at our fingertips. And now they're repackaging it and saying, hey, remember when you were a kid and life was great? Remember when you were a kid and all you had to do was save the princess from Bowser? Remember when all you had to do was whatever, whatever, whatever? That nostalgia is real. It's so real. And putting, coming out with this essence, with the NES Classic, it was fire. And it's actually pretty genius. Um, I'm lucky at my, where I work, we have one in our, in our break room because we have the coolest boss in the world. Uh, he's just like, you know, make sure you get your work done and everything. But people can go and play a little bit of Mario or Mario 3 or Kirby or Dr. Mario or whatever. And now they're about to put out the SNES and people are pre-ordering it. You ain't getting one. Half the people that pre-ordered for the NES didn't get their pre-order. They're just not going to put out a mini because they want people to want it. Getting new Nintendo console stuff is like trying to get into a club. They make it super exclusive. They make it super rare. So if you've come up with a system, if you find a way, if you win a lottery, if you get one, the, the, the second you get one, put that shit on, 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 on fucking like Craigslist, on eBay, and sell it to the highest bidder. Thousand bucks. Take a thousand bucks. Why not? And then pull up your computer, download SNES emulator and ROMs, and play the Nintendo Super Nintendo games there. Like, it's so crazy that people, they just want to see it. And they're like, well, if you're just like, but Zid, I can't put it on my TV. Get an HDMI cable, hook your laptop to your TV, and then play your ROMs on your TV simple but that nostalgia factor is real so i remember i tried to go get an snes classic when they um said that they have some more in stores but you had to get there super early and get a ticket and da, 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 da. if i had known i would have done it i'm gonna do it with the super nintendo i swear to you when i find out where they're at and i find out oh it's possible for me to get one uh to get one early or to get one at all it's going for sale right away for four times the original price, someone's gonna buy it, and then I'm gonna pocket that cash <laughs> and save it away for my uh, my college fund. I don't know, but it's just really cool. Um, I almost feel like when I get in here, I'm probably gonna watch some like people playing like some games on Twitch, just because that's what I'm feeling. I'm in a video gaming mood. I haven't really played any because I've been really really working, but 
Anyway, I'll talk more about that later. I just love that I get to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to hit you with a couple of dope songs. Peace. Hey, what's going on? This is Zid Raw. Thank you for listening to Otaku Beef. And I'm taking a little bit of a stroll. It's not so hot today for those of you first time first time listeners. I, I'm in Texas. And summertime, that's our like it's hot as hell time most of the time almost all the time and when it's not hot it's humid like today it's humid because we got some rain last night so it bring the temperature down but the moisture levels increase humidity is killer on a lot of folks hair it makes you sweat real fast <clears throat> texas louisiana kind of alabama that type of area georgia but anyway, what was my point? My point is, I'm just taking a stroll right now because I'm kind of contemplating some stuff that's on my mental. So, I'm a huge otaku. And I think that much is obvious from the title. I've watched anime for years, since I was like 12, back when things like Sailor Moon, this weird show, came on TV and me and my cousins were like, that seems pretty cool, but I don't know what it is. It was interesting and it was wild and it was a lot of fun. So, as I've had that, I grew up with a lot of uh, stuff in my collection. Like, watching anime now, it's a million times easier from when I was like in high school. When I was in high school, back in the olden days, I used to have to buy tapes like you had your VCR and then you would get VHS tapes and the tapes were about um, $20 if you bought them new if you found them used they would be anywhere from 10 to like $15 and each tape only had two episodes you know what I'm saying so like if you wanted to see an entire season or something you were gonna be paying out the ass for it basically so now at this point after that obviously dvds came out um past the dvds we got blu-rays we got streaming now uh fan subs were a thing before we got sites like crunchyroll stuff like that so now it's easy but as a result i just have all these tapes i have all these tapes and i honestly have no idea what i'm gonna do with them now i don't want to just take them to half price books or whatever they're just gonna take them and uh, take them for no money and then put them up I can drop them off at one of the various goodwill type stores and just kind of get rid of them but they're just gonna sit on the shelves maybe some collector will get them or whatever but I don't know what to do like should I take them to a convention should I take them to uh, one of the anime stores around here and then just say hey I don't know what to do with these tapes. Do you guys want them? You can, because like maybe then they'll be able to get some use out of them. I don't really like taking them to non, non otaku based locations because they're going to uh, essentially just backlog them and then just kind of keep them to the side for uh, no apparent reason whatsoever. So, I don't know. That's what was on my mind. And I've been kind of sitting on my 
anime VHS tape collection for some time now and trying to figure out what to do, what course of action. If you guys have any ideas, let me know. Leave a comment, something. Otherwise, this is just more of kind of the same uh, rambling notions, you know, from one otaku to the other. So, yeah, let's jump back on to some more just random topics and stuff like that because I think that's what this day is about. Just whatever's in my mind, whatever's in my brain, different things with pop culture, maybe with movies, maybe with some hip hop. But yeah, let's keep it moving. Otaku B, Zidra. Love, 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 and love. Yo, what's going on? This is Otaku Beef. I'm Ziz Raw, Z-I-D-R-A-V-V, and I am bored as shit. You ever have one of those days where you just, you just feel as if you're not fully entertained, so you start regressing into past notions and past ideas of past entertainment? When entertainment was exciting for you and when everything was cool and fun. So I'm sitting here chilling and I'm wrapping my mind around some work and promotion and what can I do and these things. And at the moment, I can't really do much until I kind of get back home. So I'm doing little things, uh, having some fun on Instagram, which is it raw the wizard. And... I really started thinking about Mad Men and how it may be one of the five greatest television programs ever. And I was thinking about how well the storytelling is at showing Don't Tell and how how actualized the characters are. Because when I think about that show from the get-go, from like two or three episodes there is never any doubt in my mind who Don Draper is who Peggy Olsen is who Pete Campbell Roger Sterling their characters are so sharply so acutely defined that they become real that's where they started I mean the setting is all great and everything but they didn't lean into it what's so interesting is if you go back and look at it and I don't know if you guys have seen Mad Men or not, but I highly recommend it if you appreciate shows like Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. It has that level quality of characterization, but the action is not violence. The action is strategy, is um, drama, it's achievement. So I was just having some brief thoughts about how in the first episode, they show all this stuff about New York, everybody wearing a hat. They show the people walking in. They walk you through the offices, so forth and so on. And you get this kind of sense of setting and they lean heavy into setting. And that happens a lot in the beginning of shows because they, they, they want to really impress upon you the era. But what's interesting is in, as it goes along, the setting is almost described through how the characters act and behave toward one another. Because as people, we're all reflections of our society. So when you show Pete Campbell being 
incredibly disrespectful to Peggy and all the women in the office immediately and expecting no uh, negative consequences. And then when you show Don being one extremely taciturn, very standoffish, bullish, and um, how and and, wo- and yet womanizing at the same time, but still on the surface very noble, but behind the scenes very, I think the term is ignoble. You're gonna have to check me on that. We are really given a vision of like the era and I think it's like 59 or something like that 1960 maybe somewhere around there and the reality of who these characters are is fucking fascinating and it's just one of those shows where it's just so much brilliance and so much eloquence in the writing and how Roger Sterling always talks like Roger Sterling. He's quippy, he's sharp, he's smart, but he's a little whiny, he's a little needy, but he always knows the fun, funny, witty thing to say versus Don always knows the thing to say to make him look right and correct. And he knows how to defer, he knows how to play the, play the game. Pete doesn't know how to play the game, but he thinks he does because he's been given stuff all his life in college and stuff but he doesn't actually know how the game works he takes him a while to get there it's so well crafted that mad men may just be one of those shows that's going to go down in history as how to write television so let me do one more little quick segment on mad men just because i've seen it so much whenever i find a show that's really good because I'm a storyteller, I try and just watch as often as I can. I can't help myself. It, I absorb it into my, my gut. And Mad Men is one of those shows that I've seen numerous times. I've rewatched many episodes. I have favorite episodes like The Chrysanthemum and The Rose. Um, Man Walks Into an Advertising Agency. Uh, the stuff with Conrad Hilton. Just little genius moments throughout the series, which I feel really define it as a cut above the rest how it creates tension and drama without the the catharsis being beats of action. And one of the things that has always fascinated me has been the true nature of Don Draper or uh, Dick Whitman. So I guess this is Mad Men spoilers. The, the season ended a couple of years ago, or the series ended a couple of years ago, but if you want to get into it and you haven't watched it, just go ahead and tune out. I'm not really going to spoil like the what happens, but I am going to do some character discussion about Don Draper and the customization of uh, how he goes about things. So yeah, just skip to the next segment. Um, that's about four minutes from now. So if you're on the podcast, someone wrote this really fascinating article some years back, which I loved. And they described Don Draper's character in a very interesting phrase. So Don Draper is the uh, prototypical male of his generation. He's important, he's handsome, he is well off, he has a, a crazy interesting job where everybody respects him, he has a gorgeous wife, like blonde, I guess she has blue eyes, uh, Betty Draper, former model, uh, wife, uh, two kids, 
home in an idyllic, tiny suburban town. Everything that everybody could want. He's also a terrible womanizer, a drunk, or he's on his way toward being a drunk, uh, slash alcoholic, uh, a bully, and a liar. But he plays the line super well. And deep down, he's miserable. Because despite all of successes, the successes have come at, at the expense of himself. Because his true, what he's living through uh, Sterling Cooper is a facade. So he is cheating on his wife with a bunch of different girls. Uh, an artist, um, a psychologist, a... Um, uh, what's what's one of the other ones? Uh, a, a business owner, and somebody. And I wish I knew what the, where the article was. She stated that Don Draper is essentially going after women that he wishes he could be. In the start of the series, he's cheating on his wife with this artist, and she does art, and she's a true artist, but she also does art for corporations, designing logos and templates, lives in a studio apartment. There's a creative wildness to her that's pushing her creativity through the vessel of the corporate, uh, through the corporate vessel, I suppose. Don wishes he could be that free, but he can't because he's restricted by being at home with wife, kids, etc. Later on, uh, he meets a businesswoman and she's running her own store and she's on top of things. Don wishes that he could kind of run house and not just be the guy to go to, but he, the, the, the decision maker, he gets with her. Then he gets with this teacher whom is so good with the kids and the children love her. She's warming, she's warm and, and affectionate and he loves that side of her and he wishes he could be with her. And what's fascinating about it is that he always gets hit on by these young 20 something women all the time and he's not interested. Whereas the average guy will be very interested. Roger's interested. Pete Campbell is desperately interested. Don legitimately isn't interested. And that makes them want him more. So it was a, a very interesting take on his character. And having that in mind, re-watching the series, you're like, you can kind of see him, the admiration he has for these women. And he wishes he had for himself because the moral of the story is that he's not happy. And that's what makes him so good. <laughs> What up, what up, what up? Zidra, Otaku Beef. I hope everybody is having a good Monday. I never really understood this thing where we just decide that Monday is the shittiest day of the week simply because, oh, the weekend's over and I'm doing something now that I don't really enjoy, whether it's work, whether it's school, whatever. When really, I think that the true joy and power and um, evolution in life that we should be striving for is finding ways to enjoy your Monday, even if you're doing something that you wouldn't prefer. And when I start thinking about it like that, I start enjoying more of uh, my Monday simply by the fact that I'm looking for a reason to enjoy it. So... You know, I just wanted to share that with you guys because, I mean, you can too. So, 
I wanted to do one more little thing about Mad Men simply because it's a brilliant show. And there is discussion on it, but it's on my mind. It's my show. I can do whatever the hell I want. So, Pete Campbell is the character that I would argue a lot of people really genuinely relate to. Whereas, let me give you an example. Pete Campbell wishes that he was Don Draper. He wishes that he was, uh, what do you call it, smooth, suave, that he was dope, that he was like one of the cool, one of the cool people around, that he was in charge and running things. We know that that's not the case. So everybody else is aware that they're not Don Draper, but he seems to desperately want to be Don Draper. Isn't that crazy? Pete Campbell wants to be Don Draper so bad because he thinks that Don Draper has it all. Money, looks, success, and, you know, to be frank, notoriety within the community. He has status, and status is something that Pete understands because he'd been granted status basically since he was born. He he got it as a byproduct of being born a Campbell. And that is what his parents value. Now, he comes from terrible parenting. They didn't teach him anything. They were terrible to him and just very passive aggressive and really showed that that kind of incredibly just deprecating uh, method of describing and speaking to your children can really mess them up. Pete can't really form real genuine connections. When he doesn't get his way, he doesn't really know how to how to cope. He's not he can't really adapt into situations. He doesn't really understand what people really value. All he knows is what is what he thinks he wants. And if he gets what he wants, he acts as if he 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 he, he thinks he's happy. He, he no no he's 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 happy for the moment, but for some reason he doesn't understand why he's con- perpetually unsatisfied. And the brilliant thing about Mad Men in this show is that instead of discovering the answer is in uh, change and adjusting himself and growing up and being a better person. Pete looks at Don and says, well, he has money looks and women want him and he kind of gets to do whatever he wants. So he must be happy. So in order for me to be happy, I need to get whatever Don gets, not emulate, not try to achieve. I just need to get to have to attain to, to take almost that is the that's his 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 tragic flaw his character flaw pete campbell doesn't know how to grow up but he insists on people treating him as if he's grown and no one stands for it the women don't want him the bosses don't want him and it's just a sad thing to see and i feel like a lot of people are really like this not to such an extreme but in the little sense of wishing that they were don and aren't so 
having kind of talked about Mad Men a little bit, I'm starting to realize that my list for the great shows is fairly short. And I'm sure it's really short for you guys too. Like, Mad Men is on my top five greatest of all time. And then you have some other obvious candidates like Game of Thrones. Um, everyone says Breaking Bad. I think Breaking Bad has a few pro- storytelling problems in the first season, but definitely picks up steam season two, season three, where it gets really, really good. Season two, especially. I don't think Mad Men has as much as that problem, but you know, it's hard to find your footing when you're first starting out. So yeah, Breaking Bad, we can put in there. Um, but it's like our generation of shows. There are a couple of other shows that I think need that same kind of notoriety that aren't those shows. That's not The Walking Dead, but it kind of should deserve as much praise for the depth of storytelling and the, uh, the creativity. One that comes to mind immediately is Vikings. Vikings is a show that's on the History Channel. And as the title states, it's about Vikings. It's about the rise of Ragnar Lothbrok. Ragnar Lothbrok is a historical figure, an actual historical figure, whom was one of the great Viking uh, leaders uh, during the, the, the Viking era. And this story starts with him as basically one of the soldiers and his chiefs or in his Jarl's army. And it shows his progression throughout. It has depth and growth and it moves at a little bit of a quicker pace because of the breadth of the type of story that it's trying to tell. So there's character growth, literal character growth. Um, characters changing, the physicality being different, the stakes getting higher, and it really shows the emotional depth and toll being in charge can take on a person, especially when that person uh, is dealing in 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 a time where being in charge was a matter of who can take Who can take it? So, what's stopping somebody else from being in charge when you're in charge is your ability to keep them from taking it. So that type of tension and that type of stress is very well done. It's one of the most beautiful shows I've seen. The acting is amazing. Uh, Apparently there's a censored version and an uncensored version. Um, I've seen the History Channel version. The uncensored version, I think, is on the DVDs. But it's a marvelous show. The, the, the way that they do the accents feels very genuine. And it's just one of those ones that, because it's kind of coming out the same time as Game of Thrones, it's not going to get that same type of feel and gravitas. But I feel like it's, it's deserve, it deserves to, to get some of that, that, that love that Game of Thrones gets. Um, simply for how well it executes on what it's trying to do. Um, And I bring that up because I feel like it 
it reaches madmen levels of of quality. It really pushes to give us a story told in a way that we weren't expecting. I mean, the era of having to go to certain locations to watch an amazing show is over. History Channel coming out with a impressive drama. This sets a precedence for what they can try to do. If they can do this well, maybe we can get some other high quality historical dramas that aren't about the Romans uh, that we can actually see. I'd love to see some about uh, Asian communities. I'd love to see some about Africa. I'd love to see some about Australia. I know that there are other stories of other heroes we just don't know about simply because no one has really bothered to... Uh... Yo, what's going on? This is V. just giving a quick sign off. Find me on Instagram at ZidRawTheWizard. Find me on Twitter at TheZidRaw. Find me on Snapchat at ZidRaw where things are about to get very, very real. Uh, I love all you guys. Thank you for listening. You don't know how much this means to me. I really, really appreciate just the fact that you could be doing anything that you want to spend your time on and you just decided to take five minutes or so, tune in, call in, comment. All that stuff. Uh, shout out to WTF underscore Juice. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to XR Overcat, uh, XR Overwatch, and everybody else whom uh, tuned in and listened on the uh, the podcast. I love you guys. Hope you guys have a great day. Tune in soon. I'm probably gonna start another one tonight just because I love doing it. Beep. <laughs>